my gosh, we're back in a podcast. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh. Well, this mo- this week, Paul and I were doing uh, mornings together, so we may sound a little extra tired because we were up real early. Certainly. Um, and it's going to be a, a, a juicy one. You, <laughs> I hate that word. Why did I say that? We're juicy. I do right now. After talking about glory holes, this is our podcast. I'm kind of like, uh, I, don't, I don't really want to say juicy. Um, but yeah, we talk a lot about that coming up. Um, and Paul, you're going to introduce a little special character on the podcast. You like met someone on Twitter. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. So I'll introduce you to uh, a young man named Turner who does radio, even not even for our company, but just hmm. across the country, ironically in the town where I was born. No way. Yeah. Turner is very... The only reason I know Turner really is because, Turner, you're very prolific on Twitter. I see you constantly like following and chiming in on any other radio person I follow across the country. <laughs> you're there. You're on those tweets. Yeah. I just... I love radio, um, and I like to think that I'm funny. You are. You very yeah. Generally, you are. But you work for an adult contemporary radio station in kind of a small-ish town. Like, how many people live in Sudbury? Uh, about one hundred eighty thousand. So it's not too small. Like no, I started yeah. in Timmins, and that's God. I would never Ooh. go back. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. But uh, but it's still like you know small-ish, and knowing my demographic. Right. Uh, you know, middle-aged white ladies <laughs> probably <laughs> didn't want me to talk about glory holes. Um, but everyone else got to talk about those today or this week. And I just felt really bad for you because I could tell through your tweets that you wanted to talk about every, like you said, every other radio DJ across this stupid country got to do, you know, 20 minutes on glory holes this week. Oh, how fun for us. And especially an alternative. Oh, my God. You should have heard the nonsense we were talking about, Glory Holes. Oh, Hills. my gosh, yeah. You know, yeah, going in-depth, pardon the pun. But, like, so so that's why I wanted to invite you on. I just want to, like, throw open the doors for you. I want to know, do every Glory Hole break <laughs> that you would have liked to do on the radio. Please, Turner, the floor is yours. Oh, gosh. Uh, where do I go from here? Um, that's a okay, lot of pressure. Well, the BC... <laughs> Oh, I mean, okay, here goes nothing. Okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, the BC government says uh, that if you want to have sexual relations, you should have, like, you know, a, a barrier in between. That's kind of weird. Okay. Uh, you know, you read the, the statement a little bit further down, and then it says, e.g., glory holes. And you think, oh, that's weird. Well, I haven't visited that one truck stop in a while, but I guess I can go back. <laughs> Nice. Yes, dude. Keep it going. Go again. Do another one. I, I just—it's just silly. It's just so silly. Like, uh, um, it's one thing to wear a mask while you're getting it on. You know, that's that's asking a bit much. I mean, I'm about to go to the gym, and I wouldn't wear my mask while I'm exerting any sort of physical activity in any way, shape, or form. But you know what? It's fine. So long as like you know, you've got a a, a nice metal wall in between with a little hole in the middle you're good to go I mean, my real question though is is dr henry mm. uh giving out like the suggestions like you know, are you supposed to peek through the hole first <laughs> are you what's supposed to glo- see what's coming or is it just supposed to be a nice surprise right. what's the glory hole etiquette here <laughs> i <laughs> 
Um, okay. Asking the real questions. Yes. Turner, our, my thing about the glory hole suggestion was, and you back me up on this or not, but like, that feels to me like a very specific kink. Like something that you're either into or you're not. And it, it's more to do about the an- anonymity of mm-hmm. visiting a glory hole and the like kind of uh, the inherent risk of not knowing what's behind that wall or or who and and the mystery of it. There's there's a lot about glory holes that is kind of baked in that is not to do with not getting germs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it would be that's that's what I keep thinking is it like. Who who never had an idea about glory hole to begin with is gonna think you know what maybe a glory hole today if I really want to <laughs> if I really want to engage in this behavior I know what I need to do and that's a glory hole and I know some people who would be down to enjoy that with me do you know what I mean Yeah I mean I'm not I'm not gonna tell you where exactly to go um, <laughs> but I like there are certain spots where. You know, if you're in the mood, you can definitely find, I mean, that being said, you know, if you're a, a man and you're looking for a lady on the other end of the glory hole, it doesn't happen all the time. Mm. It doesn't happen. Normally, it's the guy on the receiving end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I wonder if there's going to be like a lot of like plexiglass glory holes oh. that are going to be coming on the market. And, you know, from me as a lady's perspective, you know, there's not like, there's like very few people who, uh, you know, would enjoy, um, well, not very few. There's just, like, not as many people who would enjoy a, a glory hole because there's not a lot of, you know, action for the lady happening right. there. I mean, no. there is enough, but maybe not quite what people need. Right. So I'm thinking, like, uh, maybe like a dental dam sort of situation, oh, yeah. uh-huh. but, like, the size of a wall. Right. You know, for the girls to get some action, too. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is, yeah, no, that's, yeah, I think you might be onto something. Um, I think. I, or in, this, in the same vein that, like, grocery stores now have the plexiglass in front of the till. Yes. Oh, we're in the studio uh, right now doing this through a plexiglass. Oh, you're, you're okay. You guys are lucky you got plexiglass. We got, um, <laughs> we just have, um, like, the bath sheets, uh, the see-through ones. Are you oh kidding me? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Radio! <laughs> Radio! <laughs> Dollar store bash. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, uh, but maybe, may, like, putting the, the plexiglass into perspective, maybe this isn't, like, just a, a, an everyone mm. uh, a problem. You know, maybe this isn't for the average consumer of sexual activity. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Dr. Henry's looking out for sex workers in BC. Maybe that's what it is. There we go. Yeah, good you point. Know, Dr. Urbani is a hero to this entire province and not just on COVID, but on a number of different issues. And I know that like her extreme compassion absolutely extends to sex workers. And that's a phenomenal mm-hmm. thing. Um, fi- you know what, too? I think that one last thing for me, and I know that we're all kind of focused on the oral aspect of what a glory hole can be, but like, mm. I think... There, you can do intercourse. Oh yeah, that's totally right. What if you, you want, do. Yeah. I think that yeah, that's certainly a thing. The thing for me about a glory hole is the height thing. I don't know about you, Turner, but I'm a tall guy, and so I don't want to be if I'm engaging <laughs> in this behavior, either doing like a half squat for the duration, nor do I want to be on my tippy toes. If it's not the exact right height, it loses all of its uh, attraction to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. I, I, yeah, no, I don't want to be like, I'm, as I said, I'm going to the gym now. I don't want to do a workout later when I'm up against the <laughs> stall door of that truck stop down the road. Because I swear to God, everyone is like, oh, glory hole. And their mind starts racing of all these pervy things. And all I can think of is my, what are, what's this muscle, Jen? The, what are you pointing at? I can't see the top, you. The, t- up the here. quad? Yeah, I guess the Your quad. quads? I, I just feel uh, sore quads. That's what yeah. I think about. Well, you got to get a customized yeah. glory hole then. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> but you need to find a tall partner on the other end, too. Yeah. Though. Exactly. Uh, Turner, I can't thank you enough for uh, taking the time out of your day, and I hope that you got all of this glory hole nonsense out of your system. Mm-hmm. I, I think I did. I think this was just enough. But I'll let you know how it goes at the gym. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, also, if there's any any topics that you're not allowed to talk about on your adult contemporary radio station, you can mm-hmm. always call us for yeah. our podcast, okay? Well, I will put you both on speed dial. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> oh, Turner, really nice to meet you over yeah, the phone, nice man. nice to meet you. Uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right, stay safe out there. I'll do my best. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> See y'all. Well, it took this long, but it finally happened. Someone that I personally know came down positive for, for COVID. Oh, my gosh. Not in Victoria, though. No, she's in Calgary, um, which is like that kind of tracks and makes sense because Alberta is seeing um, the most cases per capita per, of provinces. Really? Across the country, yeah. And uh, she's young. You mm. know, she's like, I think, a little younger than me. So like in her early 30s. And... It also it, it kind of lines up with the news that I'm reading is that younger people are are catching a lot more COVID for two reasons. We're all coming down with a case of lockdown fatigue, mm-hmm. and we just feel like we're invincible. Yeah, and the narrative has been for so long that you know this is a thing that uh, affects the elderly or the immunocompromised. It's like a bad cold for you know younger people, healthier people, but. That's not always true. And I'm coming down myself with a case of like the scaries. Like I'm 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 more of like I don't want to test it. I don't mm-hmm. want to catch it and then whether it's like I have no symptoms like luckily this person has no symptoms that I know. Mm-hmm. Um or or it does knock me down real hard and I don't want to be like someone who has it latent in their body forever you know what i mean you never know what viruses or how they're gonna react this thing is so new like what if this is like chickenpox or herpes where it's like you just you have flare-ups down the road or something we don't know that's true um but yeah it's definitely we have to get into a different mindset where it's like okay if you think of yourself as like a healthy person it's time to be responsible and and look at your your actions on a daily basis because we're the ones that could be spreading it the young people yeah. you know because we're the ones who are feeling active and going uh spot to spot and hitting up all these public places yep. um and if someone who is in a vul- more vulnerable state happens to go to one of those places it's not going to be the same for them right no so, totally yeah yeah it's definitely in the last few weeks it's like okay i have to rethink and kind of dive back a little bit um because we're not out of the pandemic yet and numbers are still on the rise so that's right yeah the cure for this thing is not I'm tired of it. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's not how that works. (laughs) These are dog days right now. Hey, you know what I did yesterday? What's that? Put an ice cube in my cat's water dish. Cute. As a treat. Oh, did she like it? 
I don't know. Have you ever seen a cat have a brain freeze? That is adorable. <laughs> they do. They like they open their mouth and they like push their head back and they just look terrified. The poor thing. But yeah, I've I've seen a lot of TikTok videos of people like feeding their cat a popsicle and it just like freaking out. It's sad. So hopefully that doesn't happen to a little crack in there. No, yeah, no. But I just thought like it'll melt in one minute and then she'll have extra cold water and what a treat for her. She's hot too. You can yeah. tell the way she rolls around on the kitchen floor and the linoleum. Totally. Right? I'm yeah. hot, Papa. That's what she says. Oh, she says that. Wow. Um, and for dogs, <laughs> if you put a Oh my, if you put an ice cube in your dog's water, you'll make their whole life. You think so? Oh, yeah. It's great. They, they like, they're in there and they're like, what is this? And then they try and bite it out and they can't. And then they like, chase it around the house as a treat for your pets. Sounds like a treat. <laughs> you can spare an ice cube. I think you're stressing your animals out, but what a treat. Okay, I'm going to just mention this really briefly because I have to have a resolution to this story. I've been talking a lot about it on the radio. My underwear arrived in the oh, mail. Right. I was talking to you about this the last time we did a show together, which was, what, a month ago? Yeah, it's been a while. It's nice to see you, by the way. Yeah, nice to see you, too. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it, it took a long time. I, I signed up for this, like, underwear subscription service. Every month I get a new pair of underwear. And... I swear to God, I tracked the package. It left, like, California. It took two days to get to the Canadian border and then stayed at the Canadian border for a month and a half exactly. Wow. It is backed up there, hey? Or at the processing plant. Yeah. And so this is the reason I bring this up is not to whinge about underwear or whatever, but more just I I love – I want to, you know, keep expressing this message that, like, we all need to be real, real patient during this time mm. because – the f- like, and I've talked to people who work for Canada Post. The fact of the matter is that those processing facilities are not set up for social distancing, mm. and so there's so much, so many fewer people there to keep them safe. So every day that went by, that my underwear did not arrive. Although you know, I was bothering our poor receptionist every single day. Where's the undies? Right? Like, <laughs> she's like, not here yet. It was a case of okay, good. I know that that means that. This is a, a, an organization that is working hard to keep their workers safe yeah, and fine. That's a good way to look at it. And also you have to consider the amount of people ordering things online because they don't want to go into physical shops right now. So it's even more so like it's busier. It's busier than it ever has been before. And they have all these protocols in place. So, yeah. Yeah. Be patient. It's a good mes- message. Totally. And look, we're also used to instant gratification these days. But, you know, the waiting mm-hmm. made it all the sweeter when those undies okay, arrived. So what's on your underwear? Giraffes! Oh, good. <laughs> You're a grown adult giraffe underwear. I love it. No, that's so good. That probably brings you so much joy. Oh, it does. <laughs> Next month, have Baby Yoda on them. No. <laughs> so dumb. A former BC Ferries vessel, the North Island Princess, has been listed on Craigslist for $159,000. I love that it's on Craigslist. Like, it's just another vehicle. <laughs> just in the vehicle section. Just a casual BC Ferries vessel you could buy if you want that. First, I thought it was a joke or a prank, but yeah. this is legit. It is like an actual boat brokers um, that is doing it. Mm-hmm. They just are trying to get more eyeballs on it. Oh, that's good. Um, I do. I want to buy it. I mean, I don't have the money for it, but like, what would you use that for? What would be the ideal situation? 
I mean, I mm-hmm. personally think like a a venue for music that would oh, be so cool, lovely. like a little like floating barge venue. Yep. If that ever becomes a thing again, mm-hmm. that would be sweet. Um, here's what I'm thinking: at 159 thousand dollars, that puts it as like the cheapest house you could possibly buy in this oh, region. Oh, good right? point. So I think I'm gonna live up top. Yeah. On the bridge. And then maybe on the like passenger deck. Lay down some grass. On on the vehicle deck? Yeah. That'd be nice. Throw down some grass. But upstairs on the inside, I think I'm gonna take it out into international waters and run a floating casino. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would do really well. <laughs> right? Yeah, all the boats coming up, docking and yeah. spending money. Because I don't want to be like a pirate. But I do want to get up to some shenanigans. I want a pirate casino. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get my oil changed. Oh, yeah. I also have um, my engine light went on. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, so it was on for like two weeks. And I was like, okay, I'll wait. I'll wait a little bit until Mm -hmm. I can, you know, get into the shop and make an appointment. And then it just turned off yesterday. So that means that the problem's fixed. It just fixed itself. I think it just fixed itself, yeah. Cool. That's what you need to do. It's like... Or the light burnt out because it was on for so long. Oh, it could be. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but it's, I think it's like the equivalent of like uh, walking it off. Yeah, that's what I think too. You know? Yeah. That's what, how I deal with my car in general. Well, to walk it off? Yeah, I'd walk it off. Yeah. Rub some dirt on it, dude. Yeah. Figure it out. Whatever. Like you, I just, I look at it and I go, hey, come on. Don't do that. Stop that. And eventually the car just figures it out. You see all these messages you're getting in yeah. from people who know better than that? <laughs> I know. I know. I need to go take it in, okay? Okay. <laughs> um, let's run through some of these propositions here. Daniel says you probably left your gas cap on not tight enough. Could mm-hmm. that be a possibility? Mm-hmm. Could, the chick engine light goes on for that? Mine like clicks into place. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Interesting, though. Mm. Um, okay. This is something. It's in your history. So, like, I know we don't even think of it, but your car has a little baby computer brain inside of it <laughs> that they plug into, really, in the yeah. car, you know, and then the, the the mechanic or whoever, you know, is like, what's wrong, honey? And then the car is like, I'll tell you, this happened to me, and it made me feel this way. Yeah. And so that is still exists in the history, and so it will turn off after a certain amount of time uh, or a certain amount of times that you start your car. Oh, but so that, the problem that is still issue is there. maybe still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time I take my car in. Or how about this? <laughs> this Devin says you can get a Bluetooth code reader for around ten dollars. Hmm. That comes with a phone app. And the code will go into the memory even if the after the light turns off, so that will tell you what's happening in your car. It'll it'll do that for you. That's pretty cool. I didn't yeah. know that existed. Neat. Well, thank you for all the help, friends. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take it to the doctor. Get it fixed. Okay. Because then there's also this option too that I like from Jordy, who says that maybe someone just fixed your car without telling you. I would like that. <laughs> Got good neighbors. <laughs> a very helpful stalker. Yeah. <laughs> Four Canadians who are dying have applied to the government of Canada to be, they're asking as politely as I can imagine, to be allowed to try magic mushrooms to help them with the end of their life. Oh, wow. Uh, Research and and some research even that uh, 
it comes from here in Victoria. There's a psychotherapist named Bruce Tobin who's working on this. Uh, suggests that psilocybin, the active ingredient in magic mushrooms, could have lasting success at treating anxiety and depression in cancer patients, as well as they're looking into a bunch of different applications that, you know, when people are feeling or struggling with a bunch of different things, mm-hmm. uh, that possibly, whether it's microdosing or whatever, psilocybin can really be helpful. Yeah. And so these patients, again, like these are terminally ill people. They don't have a lot of time left. They just want the rest of that time to be positive, right? And the government is kind of dragging their ass here. They've been waiting three months to hear back. Wow. And a spokesperson from Health Canada has, you know, said, well, you know, we're like, we have a lot of empathy, but we really need to uh, carefully and thoroughly review each case and request relating to psilocybin. They just don't want to do the work. Well, I don't know what it sounds like. Or, you know what? Look it. Benefit of the doubt. They're being really, really careful. That's what they should do. It's a drug, right? Uh You got to be real careful with these kind of things. (sighs) Or or could we pick up the pace a little Mm -hmm. bit on something? And again, like, I don't want to speak from just a a place of anecdotal evidence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But... Can we pick up the pace a little bit? Yeah, do it safely, do the research, you know, tick all the boxes, but get her going here. Yeah. If this is going to help these people. And really hope, I mean, for these three people, that's one thing, but how wonderful that we're actually looking into using or, or, or uh, researching how this natural thing can be used to help people in a variety of different predicaments. Yeah. I said, last night I was eating my munchies before bed. Right. Now, be very clear. Like, you mean the, the, the munchie mix. The salad of that- chips. <laughs> <laughs> it's got all of my favorites in one bag. Yeah. They are the best bag of chips that you can get. And do you mix in the pretzels? Because people who put the pretzels aside or whatever, you're making me crazy. The pretzels are there for a reason. They are the palate cleanser of the handful. That's right. And I do not discriminate against any of the chips. My Whatever my hand brings out is what the universe wants me to eat. And so I eat that before bed. Because I'm an adult and I can do that. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess I like burnt my mouth on a real, really hot cheese earlier. So I like lost some of my taste buds. But I guess one of the symptoms of uh, COVID-19 was like, you can't taste or smell. Yeah. So I was freaking out last night. It's like, is this it? Can I not taste my munchies right now? I was, first of all, sad that I couldn't taste my munchies. Sure. Second of all, I was like, is this, uh, is this COVID? But you're blaming it on a hot cheese. <laughs> Hot cheese burn? Yeah, yeah. I had some uh, chicken parmesan earlier, so oh, nice. yeah, and it, it came out of the oven too hot. Well, let me say this about munchies, too, though. I think it's a uniqueness to munchies, because munchies are so friggin' salty. Yeah. Right? I feel like you, oh. if you power through a whole bag of those, <laughs> like I know you can, I feel like anyways, you just lose your sense of taste. Yeah, you can't have too much. Yeah, that bag has been sitting beside my bed for a few days. It wasn't all in one go, okay? <sighs> But good that it's got a spot next to the bed. Yep, so do my <laughs> my candies. I like my grape juby boys is what I call them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have anything edible in the bedroom. Um, well, look at 
You know, this talk about uptick, right? And mm-hmm. bon- Dr. Bonnie yesterday talking about we have the potential for an explosive growth. We got to be careful. I was telling you, this is how we brought this up is that I was I had sniffles this morning. Mm-hmm. Unrelated to COVID, I should hope. But this was it. I was having a mini freak out in the truck this morning on my way into work, opening my coffee cup, mm-hmm. risking smelling hot coffee on myself so I could smell. Do I still have, do I, can I smell still? Testing myself for COVID in the truck. Yeah. It's just a little allergies, a little dust. Yeah, I think it was cat litter or something. But yeah. I know it's it's definitely got me rethinking the decisions I make on a daily basis. Right? And I just got to tighten it up again and get in that same mindset as I did when, you know, this all started. Right. Yes. Put a little bit more fear in my brain. <laughs> just totally. a little bit. We, we're going to tighten it up. That's yeah. exactly right. This is really wholesome and lovely mm-hmm. content that your mother sent to you. By the way, your mom, I think, contributes more content to the show than I do. Bless her heart. <laughs> she really does. <laughs> she really comes through for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she sent me this thing called Window Swab. It's window-swab.com. And it's uh, just 10-minute videos of people's windows around the world. And you could submit your own video. Mm. So you get a 10-minute video tripod by your window and you can just open a new window somewhere in the world and you can just go through right now i'm looking at a window uh in rochester new york and there is a kitten staring at me oh god yeah just sitting on the window's ledge how cute um but it got me thinking about like what my window would show okay i've got you know two options i've got a very beautiful option that you know shows the legislature Mm -hmm. and the horse carriages Mm -hmm. trotting by which i mean is a classic victoria scene can you see a sliver of the inner harbor from your place too it's close yeah you can you can tell yeah Yeah, yeah. it's it's happening over there not the water though i'm not that fancy but um close enough yeah um and then there's the other side which is like the other side of victoria where i have like my um little like alleyway Mm -hmm. there's just garbage cans that are overflowing Mm. right now there's a tent falling out of the garbage can because i guess people just yeah come and hang out there um then there's also a raccoon family that lives upon the garbage that gets in fights with the crows that are above it yeah and they swoop constantly at the raccoon and it's just a ruckus yeah so i mean it's tough it's a tough call which one i would choose why not both submit, all right submit both that's both the thing i like about this victoria yeah it's not like a chat roulette they really they're gonna vet those <laughs> yeah so put both and i'll bet you know some disgruntled intern <laughs> is like oh, flip it i'm putting up the raccoon <laughs> garbage yeah. And what's great is that the sound is also involved in uh, the videos. Right, too. Right, right, right. So you can really hear the squawking and the screams of the crows and the, the seagulls. The chittering of the raccoons yeah. as they fight yeah. for garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Beautiful day in Victoria. Great day. I'm going to go up to the quarry. You can't. Oh, that's right. You can't. It's closed right now. The quarry is closed. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really too bad. Um, Never been there, eh? I haven't been there, but I was hoping to this week because um, I've heard it's like a real nice, warm swimming spot. The water's really clear. Mm-hmm. It used to be a secret spot, but now, of course, we're talking about it on the radio. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty common knowledge but that it know, exists. What's great about it, though, is that if any spot is going to just be used by the most people, I thought about this because, yeah, there's all the people who are going to be like, oh, I want it to be a secret, right? Don't tell mm-hmm. anybody about the quarry. It should be a secret still. But that place actually is 
kind of the best if you've ever been there you know that even on a day where there's like so many people there at the quarry itself every single spot is a good spot around Mm -hmm. the entire thing so it's not like you got people you know fighting over a limited amount of beach space like say at you know durance or even Mm. at thetis whatever right like every every spot yeah. It's a good spot to just lay out and then you just dive right in. It's the best. Never mind if you want to, you know, go do a float. It's huge as well. So you would take so many people to make it feel like there's a lot of people floating on the quarry. Mm-hmm. The problem is, though, really, is that it's, it's, it's there's no parking, number one. Mm-hmm. So you get like 500 people parking their cars up on just like a road that's not meant for that at all. It can be kind of dangerous and dodgy and no good. And that, you know, it can be dangerous. And this year, earlier this summer, uh, somebody passed away there. Yeah. So there was an ATV incident. And yeah, yeah, someone passed away earlier this month. So the thing with the quarry Mm -hmm. that I'm reading about, because it's it's in the news right now, because it is such a a popular swimming spot in Victoria, it's privately owned. So it's not owned by... uh, Seanigan, or wherever it lays, whatever township it lays in, and it's not a regional park, it's someone's property. And the people who own that property are really open with people going in there. But once, you know, someone passes away, you kind of have to shut things down so that it doesn't become a dangerous spot for people. So right now there's a petition going on to try and get the quarry as a regional park. There's almost 5,000 signatures and uh, hopefully that that does come through because then they can get you know proper like litter management yes. and parking yes. and uh, make sure that everyone's doing this safely. Yeah, various safety protocols yeah. would be awfully nice. Yeah, for sure. And um, a, CR- a CVRD spokesperson has said that that area has been identified within its regional parks and trails master plan as a desirable for regional parklands. Mm. Uh, There are no formal negotiations happening right now, but when you hear the owner talk about it on the news, he's into it. Yeah. That's what he wants. He doesn't want it to sell it to one person who's going to, you know, try and do whatever with it or or develop it or whatever. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard him. He doesn't even want to, you know, pass it along to his kids who might do something else with it. He thinks that that place belongs to the people of British Columbia. That's lovely. So the will is there. Hopefully the way becomes clear. It's just a kind of a bummer that it's closed now and mm-hmm. that you get a you get a fine if you try and go somewhere there this yeah. summer. So take a summer off. Oh, God, 2020. <laughs> what more will you take from us? <laughs> when I first moved here, it was all about float culture. And I guess it still is, right? People would love to go to the lake to, to go for a float. Mm-hmm. I haven't floated this summer at all. And I've been at a lake, a beach, a river every single day practically this summer. And I don't float. Because for me, it's all about I love the dive in now. Oh, yeah. And that's what, again, I love about the quarry is that it's that drop off right at the side of the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, that filter. Oh, my God. I can't believe you've never been there, dude. I know. It is so the water is so perfectly temperatured. Like it's not warm because getting into warm water weird weird to me. I don't care for that. But it's like perfectly refreshing, but not cold at all. Mm. Is clear and lovely. It's a beautiful shade of like aquamarine blue. You you can dive right in from like pert near any single spot all the way around it. Yeah. Lay out. It is so there's like the trees are set back enough that like you don't lose sunlight early in the day. Wow. That is a dream spot. But here's the thing about the quarry. 
And right around dusk, out come the crayfish. <gasps> cool. They're not cool. They're spooky. They're cool. They're scary spooky. Oh, I don't know about that. I was there and I was like, you know, splashing about and playing on the rocks mm-hmm. and everything and climbing in and out. And I love to jump in and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, 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 a little pinchy pokey little guy. Oh, what's this? Oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. Oh, there's a hundred of them. Wow. So awesome. many crayfish there. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's freaked me out a little bit. Yeah, okay, I guess so. Yeah, that'd be a little freaky. I think it's the nicest swimming spot that I've ever been to. And still, it's like I, I would, I'll pitch the quarry to people mm-hmm. in my life, and they'll go, oh, I don't want to go there. Crayfish. <gasps> really? That bad. Uh, can't you eat those? I mean... Isn't that a convenient mm-hmm. snack for later? I'm going to pluck it out of the water. Just <laughs> <and laughs> chop it. <laughs> you're a human. You can win. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so right. <laughs> Yeah, bring a barbecue with you. Dusk hits and Papa's making crayfish. <laughs> okay. Some good messages are coming in here. Um, thank you so much. I particularly am enjoying the recipes on how to eat crayfish. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pack down a stick of butter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always bring uh, garlic and butter when I go to the quarry just in case I catch a crayfish. Hun, do you have this? sunscreen oh and the butter don't forget yeah, don't forget that stick of butter babe uh, no i'm not using it as tanning <laughs> lotion anymore i swear it's for the crayfish thank you though <laughs> multi-purpose uh, <laughs> a lot of people telling us the secret history of the quarry because everyone this is, to me is like mythbusters yeah. action right now everyone's got a history of the quarry and have you ever seen the koi fish in there there's a 20 foot koi someone dropped a koi fish in the quarry and now 20 foot koi lives in the it's like okay like it's haunted by bees <laughs> did you know yeah it's like an pogo sized koi fish in this thing dude <laughs> okay uh, right. okay but the crayfish apparently again this is <laughs> via urban, text line urban myth text line action here uh crayfish are what keep the quarry so clean the water in there they eat all the algae i could buy that that okay, seems somewhat sure, yeah. related yeah, right? yeah. and finally i love this message saying that float culture is a good name for a band <laughs> and right now in the zone in 913 it's float culture with crayfish in the quarry <laughs> ska band <laughs> A six-year-old boy is being hailed as a little hero after he survived multiple dog bites while trying to save his younger sister. In an Instagram post, the boy's aunt said six-year-old Bridger Walker, great name also, uh, may have saved his sister's life by standing in between her and a charging dog. Nikki Walker said after he was bitten, he grabbed his sister's hand and ran for safety. Bridger reportedly received more than 90 stitches. Now, recently, he received a heartfelt message from his screen hero, uh, Chris Evans, who promised to send the boy an authentic Captain American, uh, Captain America shield. Now, Jen, yeah. I know that you don't go in for these this Marvel trash. Oh, no, no, no. But this is the most insane thing for a six-year-old boy to receive a legit Captain America shield from Chris Evans. That is the most life-changing thing I can even think of. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That'll be his most prized possession until <laughs> the day he dies. I hope that when he does die at the ripe old age of 110, they lay it in state over his casket. Yeah, probably, yeah. All right. Wow, that's big. 
Good for him. Um, in an effort to prevent televised baseball games from looking too empty and sad, the New York... <laughs> that's kind of how people describe me, honestly. <laughs> New York oh, Mets no. announced earlier in July that for a price, <laughs> it would put pictures of fans in stadium seats. They would mm-hmm. do like life-size cardboard cutouts and some fans seize the opportunity to get cardboard cutouts of their dog to be placed in the stadium stands. Hilarious. So while the exact number of very good puppers watching the game Saturday is hard to pin down, Getty photos and screenshots of the game on social media has confirmed at least two. Fantastic. (laughs) But it got me thinking, like, what would you cut out? Like, what would your photo be? Well, I think this is a smart thing. It's like... Not my face. I, like, I, I agree with these baseball fans. Not my st- stupid jabroni face. Yeah. Yeah, get my cute dog in there. Yeah, get the cat going. Yeah. Someone maybe can do a caricature of me. Something cute. Yeah. The possibilities. You know, it's it's wild to think, but it looks like we're going to go a whole summer here without any new movies. Uh, Tenet is, was kind of... Tenet's the barometer. This is this new uh, Christopher Nolan movie. Mm-hmm. And um, we in the on the Geek Pod have been like watching this thing and watching this thing, and they keep pushing it back, pushing it back. They'll release a trailer, be like, "Okay, now it's going to come out on August the third, and now it's going to come out on August the." <laughs> and then yesterday they announced that like this thing's not coming out, you guys. Oh no! They're like, we we just it's we don't we can't have a date. And I've been saying this yeah. for a while too. It's like. Quit teasing me with dates. Well, that's the thing. It's like when festivals are being postponed, they're like, yeah, we'll just do it in the fall. I'm right. like, ah, we don't know if the fall is going to be a time exactly. where we can, you know, crowd in thousands of people. Likely not. So let's just uh, take a little break here. Yeah. So so with the, the tenant being pushed back indefinitely, it's like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Let's get used to that reality. No summer blockbusters. Wow. 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 But that's good because I don't want to be teased and teased and teased. Honestly, if they would have said to me, uh, tenants opening up tomorrow, I'd be like, great, I'll be there. I don't need a bunch of lead time. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good point. One of the very first and most famous movie blockbusters of all time is Jaws. Have you ever seen Jaws? Of course. Yeah, you say of course, but I only watched Jaws for the first time like a couple of years ago. Oh. I never grew up with it. It was like too scary in my house for me. Dude, it made me afraid of swimming pools for quite a while. Pools? Swimming pools. Yeah, swimming pools. I was like, there are sharks in the swimming pool as a kid. And I would be terrified. I would just get this visual of that shark just swimming (laughs) in a chlorine pool. Uh. Um... How old yeah. were you when you watched it? Huh? How old were you? Oh, I was like maybe 10 or something. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I'm saying a dumb thing here, but that's a great movie. <laughs> like, I know it's one of the most uh, celebrated motion pictures of all time, and I'm like a little late to this party, but I yeah. saw it a couple of years ago for the first time. I was blown away. I didn't realize how good it was, and I love that movie, Jaws. So this is a really cool thing that um, some... Some researchers and some scientists now are recreating the boat from Jaws, the orca, Mm. to take out on a new research project, an initiative that's called Return of the Orca. Mm. They're rebuilding this thing from scratch, working with original production designer from the movie Jaws, and they're doing it as a way to uh, raise awareness and as well as like as a as a cool thing as a project to go and study sharks. Cool. It is cool because sharks got a bad rap. 
thanks to Jaws. Yeah. Right? Everyone's afraid of sharks now, but guess what? Did you watch that movie Shark Water, the documentary? Yes, I did. So I actually watched that first, and the whole thing about that movie is that, like, sharks are not this, you know, like, undead killing mm-hmm. machine that just simply want to eat you and want revenge on you and all this, right? Yeah, I think my favorite fact was, like, uh, more people die from vending machines falling on them than <laughs> shark attacks. Full on. <laughs> yeah, vending machines that. are more dangerous to humans than sharks. By the way, stay out of the shark's area. Area too, yeah. by the way, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so this is a really great thing. Rather than hunting the great white shark, as in the movie Jaws, a part of the orca's new mission will be researching marine life and helping people better understand the varieties of shark species in the area around the place in the movie Martha's Vineyard, including great white sharks. I love it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want me to talk about my shoehorn? <laughs> Jane West is shoehorny this morning. <laughs> Don't say that. You're shoehorning it. I'm shoehorning it. What? Um, I just, as I was walking out of the house today, I just had this like overwhelming feeling of appreciation for my shoehorn. If you don't know what a shoehorn is, it's like this long stick that you put in the back of your sneaker. Not always. Not always a long stick. No, you can get short ones, but that just defeats you, the purpose, you know? It's true. I hate bending. Yeah, I don't like to bend. So you put it in the back where the heel is. You just slide your heel on in, your shoe goes on perfectly, and you don't even really have to bend over if you got a long one. I got a nice wooden one from Ikea, and I just just thought it was an underrated tool that I don't see enough people use. Completely. Um, I mean, bending is always good if you can do it, but, you know, sometimes, (laughs) sometimes you can't or don't want to. Yeah. And I just want to recommend a shoehorn to everyone. I proclaim all the time, I don't want to bend. <laughs> and uh, I, I catch so much heat for it because it's like, why are all the pots and pans up in the cupboards? All the pots and pans, all of our lower cabinets are empty. And all, everything's up top. Why? And I was like, because I don't want to bend. I'd rather reach up than bend. Yeah. That makes sense to me. And uh, I get so much heat like, hey, uh, you know, if you bend now, then you'll be healthier as you age and all this stuff. Bending's good for you. And I'm like, meh. I will say, though, that I do endeavor to try and work on my core strength to stay standing to put on my socks and shoes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's got to take some good balance. Yeah, that's right. It does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're just showing me how to, how you do that. Yeah. That's good. But a shoehorn, you're right, is underrated. And I was just thinking about, like, what are, like, some other, like, underrated tools that you use on a daily basis yeah. that deserve a little bit more appreciation and you want people to know about? For me, yeah, it's the shoehorn. You know what I think is um, one for me? Floss. Mm. Yeah, everyone does that about floss. Oh, what a chore. Oh, my gums are bleeding. Uh but guess what? When you get a hunk, when you get like a crazy grill like I do, and hunks of anything I eat get stuck all over. Mm. God, I love having a floss at arm's reach to be able to just clear that out and get back to living my life. Yeah, I've never been a good flosser. I, I've always been told I need to be better at that. Um, I just don't like putting my hands in my mouth. You know. I love it. Wow. Well, tongs, I mean, they're great for food, almost any kind of cooking that you want to do. But also, um, like, we use them to reach stuff that's high up in the, on top of the fridge, or we're short people, because my, my partner's short. She can't reach stuff that's up high, so she grabs a pair of tongs and, and uh, can open the cupboard and reach the high shelf with the tongs. 
You must have a nice pair of tongs. <laughs> we, have, we have two sizes. We have oh. four tongs and two sizes, uh, long and short, <laughs> a pair of each. Interesting. <laughs> you know what? It's true. I, tongs are a little underrated. I feel like, does she use the big, like, long barbecue tongs, I guess, to reach stuff? Oh, right. No, that, that, I guess we have five now. Whoa! We also have the, the super long barbecue tongs, too. So we have five pairs of tongs. Uh, okay, so here's tongs are underrated in the kitchen because mm-hmm. I feel like I really only reach for tongs in a barbecue situation. But can you think of anything like when you're trying to flip something in a pan or, you know, yeah. aside from eggs, I guess, but like any kind of meat or whatever that you've mm-hmm. got, you know, or like a big oh. pasta dish. Like, why are we messing with stupid spoons and forks and trying to do it that way when there is a better way? And it's the lobster claw of the tong. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, 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 there's something specific that you want to grab in there. You, you know, a spatula won't do it, and one of those kind of flatter spoons, they won't do it. You want yep. to use tongs and be pin, to pinpoint accurate. They got the, like, non-scratch ones now, too? Oof. Yeah. Um, and it also just adds, like, some flair in the kitchen, too. You up your sass game when you start, like, clamping the tongs Hell to add yeah. a little bit of pizzazz. Like, yeah. you just flip yeah. that steak, it's perfectly medium rare, and then you go, ching, ching. You know? That's so true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give it a couple of test clicks. Yeah. Um, Andy, thank you so much for sharing Andy. your appreciation of tongs. No <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day, you guys. You too. Dylan and Jason will make fun of us when they get back. <laughs> you guys talked about tongs for five minutes straight? Yeah. <laughs> we are keeping an eye on this uptick in cases here in uh in British Columbia, hundred over a hundred cases yesterday between like the weekend and even six more on the island does mm-hmm. not sound good to me. I love to, you know, brag to my friends in Toronto and everything. Oh yeah, sorry, you still the epicenter? No, not on this island. We're we are thinking of changing our name to the island of Novid. Yeah, remember when we didn't have any cases for weeks at a time? A month went by, not yeah. a single case. Now so, we got six in a weekend. Yeah, we got to tighten things up a little bit. Got to tighten up. So I know I'm really good about my mask wearing for sure. But I heard some really good uh, advice from an Australian doctor is to think of your mask like your underwear. Yeah. Number one, don't take it off in public. <laughs> um, don't fiddle with it in public. Mm. But also, you really ought to have a rotation, right? You wouldn't just have one pair of underwear that you're like, yeah, I'll keep it in the car, and then when I go into a grocery store, I'll slip it on. You have a rotation of masks or underwear, Mm -hmm. and you wear them generally like one day, and then you give them a wash. So I don't think – I mean like let's say like after an amount of hours. Do you know what I mean? If Mm -hmm. you like wear it for five, six, seven, eight hours – the mask, not all at one time, but you got to give it a wash, wash it regularly, rotate them around. Yeah. Um, the one thing is like that it's different from underwear is like you want to show it off. You want to show that you're oh. wearing a mask. You know, oh. you don't want to do that with your under roof. It's so nice that all the patios are popping up, especially mm-hmm. on like government street and the surrounding areas yeah. too. They've like closed down a lot of those streets to vehicle traffic. So it's just pedestrians. And I'm constantly on the lookout uh, for just like the best patios in yeah. Victoria. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are such a patio city, right? Yes. Like we should have more patios. Anytime. Right? Especially um, now. And yeah, it's just, it's been really nice because you don't really want to go indoors right now and you just kind of want to yeah, stay outside and have a beer 
you're on a patio, that's ideal. Uh, so there's this new uh, list that came out. It's uh, BC's top 10 brewery patios. And Victoria made it onto the list. Nice. Um, so there's a whole bunch on there. There's uh, Parkside Brewery over in Port Moody, Wild Eye Brewing in North Vancouver. Um, I think one of the, the main ones was uh, Cannery Brewing in uh, Penticton. But here in Victoria, Canoe Brew Pub made it onto that list. Oh, wasn't it? That patio is legendary. That's like yeah. the biggest patio I think I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's always bumping there. It's like right on the water, too. So you get that nice sea breeze. But yeah, uh, yeah. View the bridge, too, down mm-hmm. there, right? Yeah, I love that place. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. All right, cool. Well, um, there you go. That, that's what to do. That's yeah. what to do these days. And I know I love it as well. Especially in COVID times, right? It's just like, let's be outside. Let's feel that breeze. That's so important. Totally. And um, they're calling this like the BC Ale Trail. So, yeah. you know, because we're only allowed to to really visit BC, you know, safely. Yeah. Um, so that could be an idea for like a, a little mini vacation is go hit up all the, the best patios in BC. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the website is just bcaletrail.ca. And the first but- thing you see on it is... Arrive thirsty, leave inspired. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to leave. Yeah. Inspired. <laughs> I'm feeling so inspired right now. Four beers deep. <laughs> mm. Oh, my. Oh, that is romance music. <laughs> and yesterday, you may have seen that the BC CDC came out with some romance advice in the age of COVID. But it was so explicit that I, we can't even talk about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was good that it was explicit. It's good to be open and honest and have a dialogue. And these are, this, you know, there's nothing more important to a lot of people yeah. than, you know, making sure that the romance connection is a healthy thing. That's very important. And so it was good that they came out with some advice. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people were asking questions. Is it safe right now for yeah. me to have some romance during a pandemic? But, What's the best way to go about that? Yeah. But we just... We don't know when we're supposed to talk about Yeah, we're about not it. used to talking in the morning no. time. Um, like full, full so, stop. Yeah. Like, I don't talk to anybody like, before noon. Let us know. Like, is it an appropriate time to give you all the details about how to romance right now? It's the biggest joke in the world going around right now because, of, you know. They talk about romance holes. They suggested a romance hole. But yeah. But we can't, I don't want to like say the real term or talk about what it is or anything. If you've got kids and it's going to make you weird and awkward around your kids. Or maybe we don't have kids. We don't know what that's like. Maybe it's a good, you know, start to some healthy conversations. Oh. You know? But maybe we say I think us just talking about it right now is doing that. It's too much. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm always about like you'll you'll find out when you're older. Hey, you find out when you're older, right? What am I supposed to tell a kid what a romance hole is? Ah, you find out when you're older, <laughs> right? I know. I think you could have an open conversation about it. My parents had to find out when you're older, when like holstered and ready to go at all times. I got blasted with find out when you're older. Oh really? And then the internet was invented, and I found out. <laughs> yeah, I had older sisters, so they were always telling me. Oh yeah, what they were learning. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was a. Those are, by the way, older siblings and the internet, terrible places to find out about. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. So if you're interested, you know what it is. And you know, crazy old Kirsten James, she put a good tweet about it up on the zone's Twitter. So you can, you know, you know what's happening. You know about the romance hole. Let's just go for it, dude. Okay, let's go for it. BCCDC came out with an updated bunch of recommendations right. for doing love. 
in the time of COVID. And this is something that we've been on top of for a while. Pardon the pun. <laughs> uh, Dr. Bonnie has been asked a bunch of times. And Dr. Bonnie's got great advice delivered in an adorable way mm-hmm. about, you know, doing dates out at the park instead of in a bar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, be keeping your partners very limited in this time and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And then also adapting, maybe doing online dating instead or mm-hmm. video dating mm-hmm. um, instead of actually meeting in person. Hooking but- up. Then, of course, the big question comes is like when you want to be physical with right. someone, what kind of protocols are in place here? Because people are confused. It's like I am not, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm getting lonely. I need some sort of physical contact. Mm-hmm. Is there a way that I can do it safely? Can you lay it out for us? Because we're not entirely sure. Well, some of this advice is really good. I think, you know, it's like making sure that you're you wash your entire body before and after you do love with somebody. It's just good advice in general. It really is. Yeah. But then they're talking about wearing masks. <sighs> yeah. They're saying if you can avoid face-to-face interactions, then that's good. Choosing a position that yeah. limits face-to-face. Okay. They okay. S- I'm an exquisitely passionate person, Jen. I don't really care for that. Okay. I want to I be, be in your face. Well. No? Well, they're saying, you know, if you have a partner, make sure it's just like one or maybe a few partners and you know, you know, what they're doing at that time and you kind of have like contract contact tracing, you know, oh, okay. that sort of uh, situation. Sure. Keep a um, diary. Yeah. And then they're also saying you want to limit kissing and saliva exchange. So you're not kissing, you're not looking at each other. Oh. Um, you want to use, this is where it gets interesting and what we've been kind of mentioning all morning is you want to use barriers. So beyond condoms, of course, yeah. like walls. They, they, and, and this then, is why this is trending on Twitter right now. This brackets, is the recommendation. In brackets, this is an official recommendation from the BC CDC. Example, glory holes that allow for sexual contact. You tell me. Is a glory hole... Or we've been calling them romance hole. I like romance hole. I also have enjoyed a, a marital aid hole. Is that an not a, right? Is that not a very specific thing that people are into? I mean, to mix that into a an ongoing relationship, I guess that's not what it's for. But with a new partner trying yeah. to float the glory hole as an alternative or an option, feels like a hard sell to me. Well, it's gonna get popular. It's gonna start trending. That's for sure. Yeah. Maybe some people will try that. I'm just like, can, I just don't know where people are. Finding these glory holes. We had one zoner text in earlier this morning saying that there's going to show up online. Don't you just wait and see <laughs> of like a map of Victoria where to find all the best glory holes. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> and uh, hey, it's called what you're looking for, actually, to make your own is called a hole saw. Probably a two and a half inch will do you. And you can get them at most hardware stores. Ask for it by name. They're probably sold out by now. <laughs> so advice come on. <laughs> Make your own. Be safe out there, everybody, please. Be safe. <laughs> so they're going to, around here in Victoria, uh, test the sewage for coronavirus. We've known this for a long time, Dr. Bonnie has said. Oh, yeah, yes. You shed coronavirus in your poop there. If you got it, it's in your poop. And it travels in large droplets. Yes. So... In theory, people are like, maybe it could be in our sewage. Who knows? So they're doing some testing, which is good. Um, 
I just I saw the the article today, and I just had to point out the photo was mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. because I like when news. Uh, outlets, they're like, okay, here's the person who, it, like, referring to, like, a scientist who's going to be testing the sewage, and mm-hmm. maybe we'll have, like, a prop or something. Like, maybe you can just, like, <laughs> hold something. Like, do you happen to have any sewage with you that you can just be holding? Just for the photo op? Yeah. And just, like, have a blank stare on your face. And this woman is just, like, holding a cooler, which I'm assuming is just filled with sewage. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. I know. So it's a beautiful picture of her. And she looks great. She's the head She's just of the holding some sewage. Holding what's likely a big thermos full of poop. <laughs> head of the Green Safe Water Lab, based here in Victoria at the University of Victoria. And I know it's like it doesn't feel very scientific. You would think like maybe like a little test tube or something, but that's clear. You don't want to be looking mm-hmm. through something clear. So we need something opaque, and it's like a thermos. Yeah. And so it's like, you don't know. Maybe this is full of steaming hot homemade chicken noodle soup. Yeah, maybe some coffee for the day to start it off right. It's a lot of coffee, though. Maybe it's human feces. Maybe. Could be. Wow. Good work out there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for your, all your work. I'm excited to see the results of that, though. Oh, me too. Ain't you never seen the show Frasier, Jenny West? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was always when they came on the TV, and I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I know. I'm going to change the channel. Yeah, but I've heard good things about it, though, is that it, it's a good show. I, like, I think that now yeah. we're adult and our humor is a little more sophisticated. Oh. That if we went back into the binge of Frasier, rather than rewatch The Office for the millionth time. Yeah. If you want to rock a little Frasier, if you can remember <laughs> how TV shows used to have fake laughing in them, Frasier. Yeah. Apparently it's a good show. One like every Emmy every year it was on pretty much. Yeah, I bet it is good. Elwins would take me all the way in the zone at 913. Reason we're even talking about Frasier is because Frasier is one of Seattle, the city of Seattle's favorite sons. Everyone knows mm. that. Everyone's very proud of the show Frasier from Seattle. Seattle at nine o'clock this morning is gonna be finally be announcing the name of their hockey team, their NHL oh, hockey team. Cool. It's kind of a big whoop. Yeah. And so today, this is really our last chance, Jen, to brainstorm what some Seattle hockey team names could be. And Seattle is not far from Victoria. It shares a lot of cultural things with Victoria. So it's kind of easy for us to do that. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, Seattle's known for its grunge scene. Mm -hmm. So maybe the Seattle grunge sweaters. Seattle rain barrels. The Seattle seagulls. That's easy. Yeah. Seattle gum wall. Better yet, the Seattle gum wads. Seattle <laughs> fish tossers. Uh, the Seattle space needle nerds. Seattle coffee chuggers. Uh, the Seattle sea smells. I like that. Yeah. Seattle sea smell. <laughs> they just smell like mm, the ocean. smell the ocean. It's gross. Yeah. The Seattle Fisherman's Friends. The Seattle Microbrews. The Seattle Toss Salad and Scrambled Eggs. Oh, that's from Frasier. There it is. Nice. Uh, Seattle Infinity Scars. It gets a little brisk there. The Seattle Dog Mermaids. Love it. Because, you know, seals are just dog mermaids. And the Seattle Brunch. Now, I'm proud of this one. (laughs) That's why we're ending on that. Yeah, great work on these, I just, I like it that it's just... Think about that. The Seattle brunch. It's it's very harsh sounding. You know, I'd be intimidated if a <laughs> bunch of brunchers just came, right? you know, tumbling at me, especially with skates on. Oof. And you know, it's going to be expensive. And right? you know, $14 for eggs. And yeah, waiting in a line for brunch. People like to throw elbows.
gets pretty heated. That's hockey. Yeah. Hey, Art. I wanted to get you in here because uh, big news today and this morning was the NHL announced that the new Seattle hockey team will be named the Kraken. And one thing I noticed when they're making this announcement is we're going to have to get used to even just over the border, Americans pronounce hockey wrong. We say hockey like there's an O in it. They pronounce it hacky like there's an A in it. Hacky. Oh. Like an A and a W. Hockey. Hacky. Hacky. We're proud to announce this hacky team. It's like, that's not just like a Minnesota accent or whatever. Mm. That's like in Seattle, that's how they talk. Isn't that kind of like an East Coast Canadian accent, though, a little bit? No, there are even more with those. Ho- hockey? Hockey. At least they're talking about hacky or hockey. <laughs> so you hate the name, Art. I don't hate it. I just, it doesn't, it, it sounds good. And as a Canucks fan, I'm supposed to hate it, right? This uh, is going to be our chief rival. Right. It could be the greatest name in the world, and I should hate it. Uh, right? Oh. So as a Canucks fan, and our, I, I, it, I have to. I have to hate it. And uh, so our mascot is Finn, right? So I've, I, An orca. An orca is going to eat Kraken. I think the Kraken would win in a fight. Oh, a kraken! A would kraken destroy would destroy. Have yeah. you seen the size of the, the legend kraken? of the deep not, sea? Not just an octopus, yeah. the kraken. Yeah, isn't it a Scandinavian it thing? I think kraken? that's maybe where the name comes from. Yeah. But yeah, it's a pretty common sea myth. Okay, so I'm 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 happy that they've unveiled the name because it's been months now that they've been teasing it, and we Years all thought. Even, yeah. Sockeye was one. Mm. Crab, I think, was one. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot. Yeah. And I thought, I thought Sockeye was like at the top of the list. That was, one would make like the most. That's like the most like um, uh, expected name. Sockeye. I think. Sockeye. Right. Of the Seattle. Sockeye. Yeah. There's some fishing happening there. That's cool. I will say, I am not a sports fan, mm. but now I am. Because of that name. Really? Like, it's bringing in people who aren't usually into sports. Now I'm like, my favorite team? Oh, yeah, the Kraken. Because what? of the name. Oh, yeah. I don't care how good the team is. I'll buy the a Kraken. hat. I'll buy a t-shirt. Absolutely. It's yeah. cool. It's so cool. It's cool as hell. You guys live in Canucks land. You Do we, that. though? Because here's the thing. Victoria is, I mean, it's a little bit further as the crow flies or whatever you say to Seattle than to Vancouver. But it's all, it's all just based on geography. We're just as close to Seattle almost as Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I haven't been a Canucks fans since 2012 when they broke my heart, okay, by losing the cup in the last <laughs> second there. So I haven't, I haven't been. Okay, this is another thing. So why not get- just cheer, cheer for the new team, the Seattle team? I cheer for the Seahawks. I like watching the Mariners baseball game. What's what's the difference? I'm in Victoria. What, because we're Canadian and they're American? Well, do you remember what it was like when the Raptors were going through a huge run last year? Of course. Oh, yeah. It's just been so long that the Canucks have been any good, people are forgetting about them. So I'm here to Aww. let you know that there's still a team here that everybody cheers for. And let's not get on the sexy new Kraken game. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Aww, that's admirable work that you're doing for Thank your you. team. You're um, a true fan, Art. Yeah, that's really good. But I love, I do really like the colors scheme oh. and the logo it's it's neat teal I will say that. and orange it looks so good and then the s has a tentacle yeah. in it oh it's a, it's beautiful it's pretty yeah. cool art aronson everybody thanks art for coming in dude look at this look at me what? how many years have you known me here i've never <gasps> you never seen me drink a black coffee look at this i'm on I've it never seen you use that mug before too is that one from home oh yeah i brought this from home <laughs> 
I've never seen that. Isn't it? I know. This is, I like coffee in small mugs. Yeah. I feel like the TV show Friends was like, everyone has got to get a cup of Kino and it's got to be 12 metric liters of coffee. And you got to, you know, it's, it's insane. Coffee mugs are so big these days and Starbucks yeah. and Tim Hortons and like a large is what a medium used to be. And it's big, big, bigger all coffee all the time. But I like a little mug and this is like, like- a classic Pyrex mug from the 70s. How oh, beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah, it's giving me like diner vibes. Um, Major diner vibes. I really, yeah, I really love like a classic white porcelain mug that they give you at a diner. Yes. That's kind of small and you just keep the coffee coming and they're just constantly pouring it in. You're like, look at all the coffee I'm drinking. Yeah. yeah. Keep it coming. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know what's good about that is um, number one, look at how big my hands look. Wow! Yeah, you're right? you like like to show off that you have nice hands all the time. I have beautiful hands, and so number two is like you can drink it and then you're done it when it's all still hot, and then and then it's not that thing of like oh can I top you up there? Yeah, no, don't top me up. Don't put nice fresh coffee over like a inch and a half of b- gross, disgusting, freezing cold coffee at the bottom. Mm-hmm. No, I want to just drink it all. Anyways, great. Careful with that coffee though. That is full and over yeah, the. Uh, soundboard there. I'll put it over here. But here's the thing. I look at. I like a lot of people started drinking double doubles. That was my introduction to coffee. Right mm-hmm, yeah. after high school. Okay, now I gotta get up and go to school. You know, college and all that. And it's like, uh, drinking coffee's double doubles. And slowly but surely, it's taking me this long. But I'm on black coffee. It's pretty nice though. Don't you feel cool when you drink a nice cup of black coffee? I feel like a real adult. It almost makes me want to smoke cigarettes. What? <laughs> I don't know why. Every time I have black coffee, I'm like, should I take up smoking? <laughs> I just remember like my mom back in the day yeah. drinking black coffee yeah. and smoking cigarettes in the morning. I was like, that's a nice little morning routine. I mean, would not recommend smoking. No, no. But no, I just no, mean no, no, like no, no. that combination is is a classic one from back in the day, you know? Well, again, I don't want you to take that up, but yeah. I do. I, I think you could pull it off as like, I picture you as some like Parisian hipster French girl right on your on your patio, like yeah. barefoot kind of thing, right? Watching the sunrise over the Champs-Élysées. Do you know what I mean? Like that's wow. what I see you as. Wow, that's really nice. Thanks for visualizing that for my future. So no cigarettes, buy a beret. <laughs> A logging truck driver helped to save the life of another driver after his logging truck was rear-ended by a pickup near the Nanaimo airport. So the collision happened shortly after 6 a.m. on July 22nd along a stretch of highway just uh, south of the Nanaimo airport. A white Chevrolet pickup truck collided with the back end of a logging truck uh, that was hauling a full load. And uh, North Oyster Volunteer Fire Department says Carl Wilson, the driver of the logging truck, jumped out and immediately used his fire extinguisher to knock down the flame. Wow. And with some help from the witnesses, Wilson was able to pull the driver out of the white Chevrolet, um, out of the, the wreckage. And North Oyster Fire Rescue, uh, they said that the actions of Wilson saved the man's life. That if he hadn't have done that, then he would have, yeah, passed away. Wow. Which is just wild. So kudos to him. He is a, a true hero. Look how tan I am, Jen. Look at my hands. Look at look at how tan my hands are. Always asking me to look at your hands. Look at them. I think it's like three times this morning. You're like, look how big my hands are. Look how beautiful they look as I hold my coffee. I think I'm just a little jealous because I. It's actually physically impossible for me to get a tan. I know. I just go pink. It's my pigment, you know, and I'm a freckly one. So. You gotta be real careful in the sun. I know that. You know what's really fun is Mm. when you go to the beach and you're with your friends in your bathing suit. This happens every time. (laughs) 
Well, depending on what group of friends I'm with, but mm-hmm. and they always go, "Oh my gosh, you're so white! Like, why yeah. haven't you tanned at all?" I'm like, because I wear sunscreen because I know that I'm gonna burn. I want to protect my skin. That's not right to do, right? That's not polite. I don't think it's polite. I think people are just bit, like really thrown off by how much I glow in the sun. Yeah. So that or being really red, and they'll they'll comment on that too. <sighs> don't so do that. Good reminder to maybe like uh, keep your comments to yourself about your <laughs> friends' bodies. Full stop. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. I, that's the, one of the last things: the being pale and the like loudly commenting and pointing about the paleness of your friends. That's one of the last things, bastions of being able to comment because you imagine if, if if we were at the beach and i commented about like almost anything else about your body after seeing it in the, in the bathing suit <laughs> the first time you'd be like get out I'm of my life not your friend anymore yeah uh, just shush eyes on your own work super chief that's what i say your own work yeah um so okay well that's all i just want to say look at Okay. You can comment. I give you everyone full permission, though, however, if you want to say, like, oh, wow, you're looking quite tan. Oh, yeah? You like that. That's good. It's just I like the sunshine. That's all. Because, mm-hmm. listen, I still put on sunscreen to go to, you know, in the sun as well, okay? But this, and I've talked to you for years about my spray sunscreen, which applies really nicely. It's not an aerosol. It's just like a spritz, spritz, spritz. And then it's just so perfect the way that it rubs in. It takes a second, but... This year, I'm experimenting more with, like, Hawaiian Tropic because I like the coconutty f- smell. Mm. And both the oil and the goop, I'm not used to the like the amount of rubbing in that it takes. And it's very intimate. You really got to be feeling yourself out in public to just be like rubbing yourself down over oh, yeah. and over. You got to grab yourself. You just like don't want to make eye contact it. with anyone. That's yeah. an important thing. That should <laughs> oh be a rule. God, no. They should have that on the bottles. Like, please do not make eye contact with people unless there is consent. <laughs> While applying the sunscreen. You know, Mm. I bought Hawaiian Tropic sunscreen the other day. Mm, The goop? Yeah, the goop of it. And uh, there were sparkles in it. Yes! It made me me look like a vampire. And I'm already looking like a vampire. Now you're adding sparkles on top of that? Like I'm actually sparkling in the sun and I'm probably going to melt? Straight up. Are they putting glitter in their sunscreen? It's like, it's like like little tiny little bits of sparkle in there. Okay, is it though, or is it like that's just the glisten? It's like iridescent and- sort of sparkle. I don't think it's like actual glitter chunks. It's like little like you know particles. I have it here with me. Well, I'll go look into this okay. for you. Thank you. Wild. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm glad you noticed this. Yeah. So now it smells like a coconut processing plant in here because we're just putting all the sunscreen on our hands just to try it out. But it's the one It's the one I brought, the Hawaiian Tropic Sheer Touch with the shimmer. That's what I'm seeing to find online is that this shimmer that they put in there. It, it makes it like a glitter, but I, there's not. They're not really. There's not really glitter in the sunscreen. I don't think. I, I mean, we looked at the back of the bottle. I was I expecting know. there to be like dollar store glitter in the <laughs> yeah. ingredients, and obviously there's not. I mean, it's probably called something else, but uh, um, yeah, it. Uh, I mean, it feels good on the skin. Sure. I just like don't need to sparkle in the sun. No. You know? I guess it's, that's what the radiance is, you know, the ultra radiance. I guess radiance is just glitter. I know that's such a that's such a ridiculous thing to me. Yeah, I don't need that at all. And by the way, too, when I did a Google of glitter sunscreen, you can buy like Sea Star Sparkle, and it that is rainbow glitter sunscreen. Wow! It, it's an SPF fifty, but then you know how this is like. Uh, 
coconut or botanicals or whatever like that. On this sunscreen, it says party cake. <laughs> so if you're not attracting enough bugs at the beach and you want to smell like a cheap sheet layer cake <laughs> yeah. from the deli what? and sparkle. Wasps love it. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be a hit for sure. With wasps. <laughs> Getting a lot of messages on the zone phone. A lot of people being like, microplastics and bad for the environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's true. Probably that's what that is. And usually I do use a really environmentally friendly sunscreen. This was kind of a departure for me to go to the Hawaiian Tropic chemical stuff. But um, And then Miles makes a good point that the, the glittery sunscreen is for raves. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, for that sure. makes sense, Sunrise. right? You want to glitter, but you're going to be outside. You're yeah. going to be mostly naked. You're not supposed to do any beach raves right now, so you well, put that away you put the that next away few years. <laughs> yeah. um, Jessica texted in saying that my kids love unicorn snot sparkle sunscreen. I guess that's what they call it. I love it that someone else says, don't think of it like you're, this is Marianne says, don't think of it like you're a glittering vampire. Think of it as glittering, like a majestic unicorn. <laughs> Similar theme here. It's a unicorn sunscreen. Um, unicorn snot is an actual brand name no of its sunscreen. No way. Serious business. And it's not tacky either. Like hmm. it's, it's, it looks like a really nice branded sunscreen. <laughs> Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3. Or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. Hi, I'm Webmeister Bud. I'm DJ Boitano. I'm Kirsten James. I'm Art Aronson. I'm Paul Bacino. And the Zone's Geek Out Podcast is where we get together each week and talk about geeky stuff like technology, movies, comics, TV, Harry Potter, Star Wars, and how much better Marvel is than DC. So much better. Come on, man. Captain America. Calm down, Art. You can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold or at thezone.fm slash geekoutpod. With new episodes each Friday, it's the Zone's Geek Out Podcast. Listen, please. Bye! Bye.